0: March 25th 2019. One day of testimony down and I'm exhausted. Part of it is the gruesome nature of the wildlife trafficking charges that were laid out in graphic detail today. I looked at the exhumed skulls of the five tigers, Samson, Delilah, Cuddles, Trinity, and Laren and the only thing I could do to keep from screaming was to tell myself I am your witness and your life mattered. To hear person after person nonchalantly describe the horror that was the cat's lives and to justify it all by saying they are just property was sickening. I sit here wondering if this is just an ignorant midwestern frame of mind that is shared by these 16 jurors or is it just the mindset of those drawn into Joe's web. I told Howie tonight that I'd like him to go home after my testimony tomorrow and I'll be home when it's over. He said no way he'd leave me here alone, but I pointed out that he's no security for me because I can't outrun him and wouldn't even be able to avoid a conflict because I'd be too concerned about protecting him to just get out of harm's way. I tried to be sensitive to how that must hurt his manly pride, but I'm not the most tactful person. I'd really like him to go home, keep pearly company, and then I'd be able to relax and watch the rest of this unfold. I find it interesting, although painful. In opening arguments, they presented that this case is all about revenge and a feud between two people who disagree over how tigers should be kept. They said they would prove that it's because I ruined Joe financially and was was trying to put him out of business that he concocted a scheme to kill me. Our attorney says she's told them a hundred times that I'm not trying to put Joe out of business, but in their simple-minded way of thinking they just don't get that all I have wanted is for him to end his abuse of big cats. I even told them that yesterday, again, and they still ignore it. I think they've created a narrative that would justify Joe losing his cool and doing something impulsive by implying that I've ruined his life. Then there are the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service agents who said they'd be making sure I'm safe while surrounded by all of these criminal associates of Joe's. They did drive us from the airport to and from the courtroom, but would have been useless if there were an attack. After we arrived, the DA decided that it would be too much for them to go with me everywhere, not that I planned to go anywhere, so they could only give us their number. And if we saw something suspicious, we should call them and they'd be there in five or 10 minutes. (laughs) What good is that? Howie, of course, has turned this into a social event where every meal I have to spend in the company of Heather or Cynthia Armstrong or Sharon Gynap or Bill Nimbo. I just want peace and quiet, but Howie can't stand to go anywhere without turning every meal or break into an opportunity to socialize. We are so different. It works well for us in so many ways, but I'm stressed and really not liking the current situation. I'm further stressed by knowing that Jamie is having to deal with so much at the sanctuary with me gone. Today she had to make the decision to euthanize Zavu the tiger. Her kidney values were so high that they truly didn't even register numbers. They were literally off the chart. More than 2,800 people commented on her passing today. Her lifelong companion Cameron Lyon died last month and everyone is saying she died from a broken heart. We've lost seven tigers in the past year, 15 cats in all. Recapping my notes from today. The defense claims that it was James Gerritsen's call to me that ended up alerting U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service about Joe's murderous intentions. They are still pursuing Joe's claims that James Gerritsen and Jeff Lowe contacted me offering to sell me the zoo for half a million. I never spoke with either of them. Howie and I were eating dinner at Bombay Marsala when I got a text and a call from an Oklahoma number. I told Howie, who told Heather, who told Amanda Green, who told Matt Bryan from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, who called the number and spoke to James Carretson. Apparently, further conversation led to Gerritsen saying Joe had been trying to hire someone to kill me. Below is the witness, game, witness name, I guessed at the spelling, and what I can remember them saying. Eric Cowrie, Worked as the big cat lead from 2014 to 2017. Usually had 150 to 200 big cats. 30 to 50 cubs were born per year. Pulled the day they were born or the next day because breeding pairs live together all the time. More than 95% of the cubs, quote, left the park and didn't come back. Joe told them they needed to make room for the Culpeper Merryweather Circus cats they boarded every year because they would pay $5,000 the cages were so full the cages were full so joe asked eric to point out the ones that weren't producing cubs that night eric was tasked with keeping everyone in the commissary so they wouldn't see what was happening while john rinky tranquilized the cats and then joe shot each of them in the head with a 410 shotgun joe came back in saying quote, "jesus if i knew it was this easy i'd just go blast them all" unquote. When asked why he never told anyone at the time, he said Joe had him sign a million-dollar penalty contract if he ever spoke to anyone, including anyone at the park, about what happens there. Dylan West. Saw Rinky and Joe tranquilize and then kill the Tigers. Joe told him to use the skid steer to bury the four golden and one white tiger where they put the trash. He did. He never told anyone because of the same non-disclosure agreement he'd signed. Trey Key. Trey Key owner of Culpeper Meriwether Circus and Key Equipment in Hugo, Oklahoma, said he'd boarded his cats with Joe since 2009. He'd pay $5,000 to leave them there from October to March, but he decided Joe was too much liability in March of 2018 and said he wouldn't be coming back. Said the circus was his for 38 years and that the cats were on the road 32 weeks a year. John Markley, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service out of Fort Worth, Said 10 of them worked to exhume the five tigers on October 25th of 2018. Nice guy, but very nervous on the stand. He couldn't explain the captive bred wildlife permits or the requirements for application. It raised a question in my mind about whether we would need a captive bred wildlife to euthanize a tiger. So Howie called Anna Frostick, who explained that the rule is so badly written that on its face, it would require such a permit, but that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service created an internal interpretation of the word harass harass to exempt medical procedures done by vets that were considered standard procedures, including euthanasia, even though that would fall under take and not harass. He said the only permit Joe had was an import export permit for sending a liker to the United the United Arab Emirates in 2015. He investigated the fake the fake ID bought by Alan Glover from Smith Electric Sign on November 9, 2017 had been investigating Joe's violations of the Endangered Species Act since 2016. In September of 2017, James Garrison had told him and Matt Bryant that he had tried to reach me but had not. Tabitha Cutely Biner or Minor, board-certified vet pathologist since 2003, did the work on Halloween 2018 and determined four tigers had been shot at point-blank range with a shotgun and killed, despite the angle being wrong for a kill shot in each case. The fifth tiger had shotgun pellets in the tissue around the skull, but no penetration of the skull, so she could only determine it was blunt force trauma to the head. The defense tried many times to get her to say it was a shotgun that killed all five, but she stuck to her story. Dr. Joanne Green, I really don't like her. Even though we all know Joe's handwriting, she said it was her office help who wrote up the certificates of veterinary inspections that Joe used to send a five-year-old lion to the Monterey Zoo on December 16th of 2016 and two lions to Animal Haven Zoo on June 12th of 2018. The program of veterinary care was dated 2004 and amended once in 2014 to allow Joe to administer pain meds. We have to update hours every year, but not Joe. She said she'd euthanized over 100 cats since 1999 and killed one because it was aggressive and a threat to human health and safety. In 2014, she also granted Joe the ability to kill an animal if it was an emergency and she couldn't be reached. She said the conditions Joe claimed for these five tigers were not conditions that met that criteria. The defense and prosecution stipulated to an agreement that the five tigers were killed by Joe by shotgun blast to the head. seems to have been something that they agreed to in advance. Darlene Cervantes bought a bobcat kitten from Joe in 2017 for $2,500, began negotiating for a tiger on October 29th of 2017, and let U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service officers film the entire Facebook Messenger thread that went on from then until early 2018 when her buyer found one in Indiana to buy instead. Joe had offered her two-week-old tiger cubs for 2500 to 5000 or two five-month-old male lions for 500 each. There was much conversation about the fact that she wanted them shipped to her in Nevada, and Joe was saying she had to come up with someone's USDA number to do it because Nevada wouldn't allow pets to be shipped in. When she couldn't produce a Nevada license, she asked if Joe would accept one from her old state of Indiana, and he said he would, the deal fell apart, when the buyer found one in Indiana from Tim Stark. Darlene had worked at Paws and Claws in Illinois for seven months. That was based on my recollections of what people said at the trial because I couldn't record any of it. They didn't allow cameras or recording devices in the room, but we do have the transcripts and those are available online. So you can verify that for yourself. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.